I know you have heard this before. Work smarter, not harder. Ford has heard it too. That's why the Ford F-150 truck helps you get the job done in the smartest way possible. I mean, the pro-access tailgate alone is a game changer. It improves access to the bed and cargo, which makes it easier to load in tight spaces. See? Smarter. It's also got a mobile power source and pro power on board, so you can power up to 7.2 kilowatts outside your F-150 truck. That is definitely working smarter. And imagine what you can do with that power at your next tailgate party. Tough this smart can only be called F-150. Find your local Ford dealer at Ford.com. Pro access tailgate available starting spring 2024. See owner's manual for important operating instructions. This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates, national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. They tried burning me. (laughs) Then they tried burying me. The following program is a podcastwarn.com production. But I just keep on ticking. He's a world champion wrestler, best-selling author, actor, and lead singer of Fozzy. Now, now he's rocking the podcast world. This, this is Talk Is Jericho. Talk Is Jericho, starring Chris Jericho. All right, welcome to Talk is Jericho. It is the pod of thunder and rock and roll and Halloween. Yes, it is the Halloween episode here of Talk is Jericho. And what a way to kick it off with a horrific Duff McKagan joke of the week. Take it away, Duff. Hey, why are calculators so important? I don't know why. Because they count. Thank you. (laughs) That might be the worst one yet. It's perfect. Thank you, Duff, for uh, scaring our humor away with those awful jokes. The Duff McKagan joke of the week. Always a hit here on Talk is Jericho, as is the Halloween paranormal special. We go from laughs, well, groaners, well, nothing, to outright creepy, scary stuff just in time for Halloween. I've got Rob Zarek from Live Paranormal on the show today. If you don't know, Live Paranormal is an online community for fans of the paranormal, unexplained history and mysteries, sci-fi, and so much more. Rob runs the community. He also hosts Live Paranormal Expeditions, where they stream online at liveparanormal.com. And he's going to share some of the stuff he's encountered over his years of paranormal exploration. He's got creepy stories about the haunted Ohio State Reformatory, the historic House of Will's funeral home in Cleveland, and of course, Ohio University in Athens. He's witnessed a possession and captured all kinds of conversations on his ghost box. He's going to tell us what that is, explain it all to us. It's Halloween weekend. Let's get our scare on now with Live Paranormal. And if you're not in the States, if you're with us in the UK, you can also get your rock on with Fozzie this weekend. The Judas Rising Tour starts tonight, Friday, October 27th, in Birmingham at the O2 Academy 2. It is almost sold out. If there's even tickets available, uh, check them out now. Last-minute tickets at FozzieRock.com, whatever's left. Then we head over to Dublin 
October 28th at Tivoli, Belfast the 29th, 31st Halloween in Chester, England at the Live Rooms. Come rock out with us on Halloween. Manchester on the 1st, the 2nd is London, the 3rd is Sheffield, the 4th is Glasgow. Sold out like a month ago. If you don't have tickets, we are sorry. Hopefully next time. Uh, on the 5th, it's Newcastle. And then we head over to the big uh, the big island, Amsterdam on the 7th, Schaffenburg, Germany on the 8th, Pratelln, Switzerland on the 9th, Trezzo, Italy on the 10th, Roncade, Italy, Rome, Italy, Vienna on the 14th, 15 is Munich, 16 is Essen, 17 is Hamburg, 18 is Genk. Come check us out. Go to fazerock.com for all tickets and come rock with us VIP style. We do the best VIP meet and greet in the business with a pre-show mini concert on every show, on every stop. So come out and hang with us. Here's some songs that we're not going to be playing during the set at any other time. Some of our favorite covers and come meet the band and uh, just come hang with us. And uh, we've got a great new record, Judas, which is out now. It is number 36 on the Billboard chart. Judas, the song is number eight. This might be the follow-up single from Judas. This is called Painless right here on Talk is Jericho. Oh, oh, oh. 
That's Painless, new from Fozzie on the Judas record, which is out now, number 36 on the Billboard charts. That's pretty huge. Get it wherever you buy your music, iTunes, Amazon, Best Buy, FYE, all the usual places. All right. And coming up later in the show, I've got big news about Chris Jericho's rock and wrestling rager at sea. A big announcement is coming up involving Ring of Honor and a few of the names who will be competing in the Sea of Honor tournament that is coming up. Also coming up, Rob Zarek from Live Paranormal. But first, a quick thank you to one of the sponsors who make this podcast possible. And you can also help you get the best sleep of your life. I'm talking about the Bear Mattress. All right, Bear Mattress, designed for optimal cooling comfort and muscle recovery so you can sleep better and perform at your best every day. Treat your body like a temple, which it is, and get a Bear Mattress, man. That's B-E-A-R. And when you use my promo code Jericho50, that's my last name and the number. Five zero at bearmattress.com. You'll save 50 bucks off your new mattress. The Bear Mattress is made in the United States with eco friendly materials and was developed with help from sleep experts, professional athletes, engineers. They created a super comfortable and supportive sleep experience that's up to seven times cooler than a traditional foam mattress. It's going to keep you cool at night, man. Everyone loves to be cool when they're sleeping. Your body will love you and this mattress. I'm telling you right now, I know how expensive mattresses can be in the store, and that's the other thing that makes the bear mattress so great they start at just 500 bucks and every size is under a thousand dollars go to any mattress store and see if they cost under a thousand dollars you're not going to find it but with bear mattress you get that and you can try it now totally risk-free buy it online have it shipped to your home for free sleep on it at home for 100 nights for free and if you don't love your bear mattress they'll pick it up at your house and refund you 100 percent of your money no questions asked all right do something nice for yourself man go to bearmattress.com you Use my promo code Jericho50. That's my last name and the number 50. And order your bear mattress today. That's bearmattress.com. B-E-R-A, like a bear. Like, is that a bear sound? Bearmattress.com. Use my promo code Jericho50. Go do it now and get the best sleep of your life. Okay, so um, as always, I'm always looking for a new type of, of guest in the paranormal field. Very popular um, segment uh, here whenever we do it on Talk is Jericho. And uh, so Rob Zarek is um, basically contacted me on Twitter, right? Is that I, th- I think we did Twitter, yeah. But that's like the new way of becoming friends with someone, just like the Twitter. You know, you know what I like about it? It's what is it, 150 characters and that's it? Yeah. So that's, that's all you got to do. I know. You got to be brief <laughs> and get to the point. But you uh, uh, run Live Paranormal. And we're just discussing exactly what that is. So Live Paranormal is an online community that does live broadcasting, both you know similar to this, like a podcast, and then also does live streaming from paranormal um, locations and uh, investigations. So we go out and do investigations. We investigate paranormal activity, and we stream it live over the, uh, the internet for people to watch. So people can actually watch if you go on a ghost hunt or something like that. Correct. They're actually watching this. So is, are these just your expeditions or do you have a lot of different ones that tie in through Live Paranormal? So basically we have um, about 50 different podcasters, a radio show hosts that all are part of our, our network. And then when it comes to live streaming, I have a group of about maybe five to ten people 
who we go out and we we do it. I can't, I don't go, you know, I can't go be everywhere right. every night. So we have, you know, we have like five to ten different people who go out and you know do these and then stream live. It's very, it's interesting. So it's almost kind of like. Um, this might not be the best example, but you're almost like Google Live Paranormal and you go in there and find all of the other or make like an agency and you have all these other people working, doing the, the, the hunts, the, the investigations, Correct. but they all kind of congregate with you right. on so, your site. And basically – I hate to say I pick and choose, mm-hmm. but also based on location. Obviously, if I've got something, you know, like today, you know, we're coming from in Columbus. If there's something happening in California tonight, obviously I can't, right. you know, do that. So I've got my contingent of people that I use, and they're also kind of strategically placed throughout the, actually throughout the world, not wow. just the United States. So. so it's a whole network all around the world. That's what I was going for. You have basically a network where all right. the paranormal people kind of congregate under your watch. But it's all hand-picked. People, mm. so it's a select group. Well, let's talk about that. You mentioned that you kind of vet it out and 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 handpick it. What are the signs that you know somebody's basically full of shit? Authenticity would be the number one thing, you know. And basically, these are people who I have met. I've got to spend spend time with. I I very rarely will just say, "Hey, come on board." Mm. Maybe through the grapevine, you know. But the majority of the live streaming and stuff I do myself. You know, it's kind of how I, I'm known within the thing. Um, you know, and I do a bunch of different television stuff and, it, you know, it all kind of has its benefits of being the owner well, of. It's a small world, you know, the, the paranormal world, you know. It, it is. Um, that's the positive and the negative. And that's where what I try to do is bring it more into the mainstream and more into um, everyday people who might have had an encounter or might have had an experience that they're maybe uncomfortable with. And it kind of gives them an outlet to kind of feel they're not yeah. weird, not weird. It's interesting. I was in Portland and uh, his name was Wes. I can't remember his last name. He did the show and it was the same idea, but for Sasquatch and Bigfoot and Yeti sure. sightings across the States, he had a crazy encounter in the Portland woods and was scared to talk about it, but he finally did. And then suddenly other people came forward and said, well, I had these problems it's called the Sasquatch Chronicles. Okay. Same idea. You don't have to feel crazy or stupid. If you've had bad uh, strange things happen to you, Right. And, and that's kind of – maybe that's a ghost calling right they now telling be, us to shut know, up. What's, what's funny is I actually said I'm going to turn this off and <laughs> you think I'm skilled enough to turn it off. How but. did you get into this, Rob? Did you have encounters or, or? – Well, so basically you know, what, what is cool about Live Paranormal and some of the stuff that maybe I will pass out to other people is, is not the – my, my part of it is ghost hunting. So – you know, under the word paranormal, a lot of times people just assume, oh, that's ghost hunting. Right. But as you mentioned, like the, the cryptozoology, the ufology, those are not my strong points. I never had an experience. You got it. Yeah. yeah, any of that stuff. Um, you know, so through live paranormal, we do every, you know, every aspect of that. So I, I kind of focus on the ghost hunting. That's how I kind of. And how yeah, did you start? I got started. I, I came from, like, my family always embraced it. We didn't really talk about it. Like, like, like an everyday conversation but if anything were to happen you know even growing up my parents were like kind of believers um and then i had an encounter when i was in college um i went to ohio university and i had j- just an insane encounter and i realized you know it was in a hotel similar to this well, what happened tells what happened. So, so basically i was moving in down at athens so athens ohio um it's one of the most haunted campuses, but I swear, like I've been to every campus that I go to. It's one of the most haunted campuses. I'm pretty sure there's just like a, like a folklore that goes with being at a, a like an established old time college right. university that kind of they all have the same stories, which I find so it's kind of like urban urban legend. But 
you know, we're, we're moving in down there. Um, it was not my time to move in. Um, I had a, a girlfriend at the time who she was moving in the dorms. I was helping her out. And I, at the time I'd lived in uh, the greater Cleveland area. And so it's like a four hour drive. So we're trying to find a hotel, trying to find a hotel. Can't find a hotel. We, we pull into this place that looks kind of like the base motel, which is number one you don't do, but it's the only place. And for they had one room. What are the odds? You know, why is this room available? I didn't even think of it at the time. Because I, 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 now, I, everything I look at, I'm always thinking, you know, something's <laughs> yeah, goofy going right, on. Right. But at the time, I was maybe, I think I was 19. So we got in, got the room, last room in the whole city. And, you know, we walk in and, and we always kind of like did like little ghost tours or whatever. And the girl was basically saying, you know, this makes me feel uncomfortable. It, it's, it's, this place is weird. And TV wouldn't go on. We went out and got the luggage. The TV was on. The sinks were on. It, it, it was not on when we were mm-hmm. going out the first time. Um, I, and then she proceeded to get ready. She took a shower and whatever. I went back out, got more stuff, just screwing around or whatever. She came back in and, and she's like, you know, I'm, I'm a bit of a prankster myself. And I can, I'm 40 and I'm still a prankster. So this mm-hmm. has continued out throughout my life. Yeah. But she's like real funny with the lights and stuff. I'm like... I was out, you know, in the car. We didn't do anything. And she didn't believe me. Apparently, the lights were flicking on and off. And wow. she's like, you know, this is just creepy. And then I was, I basically knew it was the last room. And I did not want to, you know, kind of encourage the, the fact that this might be a haunted spot because I, I wasn't driving home. So later on that night, we're, we're maybe two in the morning, laying in bed. She's like, we got to go. We got to go now. And I'm like, I don't, I don't understand. You know, go back to bed. She's like, no, this place creeped me out. And I, I, I said to her, there is nothing here. And as I said that, there's like the two sconces on the walls. The lights are off. They turn on. They start getting brighter, 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 brighter. And the, the lamps on the wall. The lamps on the wall. Brighter, brighter, brighter till they explode. The, wow. the light bulbs on each side explode. After I said, there's nothing here. Oof. And we stayed. <laughs> so that, that and that is what led me to you know, kind of get into researching and figuring this stuff out because I thought it was really cool and it, I was not scared by it. You know, a lot it of, didn't, didn't intimidate you at all? No, it did not. And, and, and I'm not just saying that to sound cool on the, the you know, the no, radio. No, but we've but, had, I mentioned Amy Bruni before and, right. and, and Zach Bagans. Sure. Um, I think some people are conduits for this sort of thing. And when you realize it, it's kind of like, you know, like for me, I'm not scared to fall off a 10-foot ladder into a ring or Steve Irwin, Irwin was not scared to pick up a, Bullock constrictor. Like if you have that confidence to know that this is what you right. kind of are good at, there's nothing to be afraid of. And at the time I didn't know that. And right. then, and it was kind of like, you know, th- this was really weird, you know? And then I eventually lived down there. I played baseball and they had a place called like the ridges where at the time you'd have to like break in, which I don't, you know, don't I, no, no, yeah. I did not say that, but you may or may not have had the break in. Uh, I guess I probably should put it that way. <laughs> you know? And it was like the old abandoned hospital that, you know, you see now as being very popular. You know, keep in mind, this was 21, 22 years ago. So it's not, a, it's more taboo than, mm-hmm. you know, if you told somebody you were interested in the paranormal, they'd look at you like you're crazy. Well, that's kind of the cool thing. Everyone has it, it, show is, and yeah. it is, but you still kind of got to like pay attention to yeah. who you're telling to because you don't want to like, People think you're crazy. Right. Especially if you, if you have a different career and stuff too, you know, in your mm-hmm. other career and be like, Hey, I'm going to go search for ghosts. And then <laughs> yeah. your, your deals are all shot. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. you know, got to keep that in mind, I think. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, we, we had a bunch of in, like encounters back at OU, um, which there's books written about it. One of my um, you know good friends and he's part of this new uh, reality show we've been shooting. 
he wrote a whole book about haunted, haunted Athens. And, um, you know, it's, it was a really cool place and it kind of sparked my interest. Of course, when I went back to Cleveland, kind of got settled into my career and doing stuff. I, what is your career? I, I'm a full-time real estate agent. I, okay. I have a uh, real estate firm in, uh, so you almost think like, like my friend is in Vegas and there's so many real, realtors and he's got long hair. He's like the rock, he calls himself the rock and roll realtor. Right. Do you use that to your advantage? Like the paranormal realtor? I, I, I have not. I have, <laughs> I, I actually, the funny thing is, is I, I went through a whole process of doing a reality TV show where we were going to do, um, listings and sales of haunted locations but then it turned out the uh, the production company needed somebody they didn't need somebody they didn't do their research and they didn't realize that you had to be a brokership in each state so they wanted the actual host to list every property which is not even humanly possible unless you have a a brokership in every okay every state so right. it was like it, that <laughs> fell apart but I, i've i've used it and you know, when you go into like a century home or something, you know, people are like, oh, I bet this is scary. And I'm like, oh, I can tell you, you know, but <laughs> it kind of. Uh, so you can feel it right away? I, I think I've, over the years, like there's just people who can walk in and be like, oh, it's, this is haunted or whatever. But I've been in buildings that definitely feel different than normal. Mm. And and I. What kind of a feeling do you get? I, this is awful. I apologize. <laughs> The ghosts are calling. They try to shut that damn thing off, and it's not shutting off. No, it's um, that's very strange. Give me one second. I'll get, yeah, sure. You can... It'd be great if you said that it was off and it's still ringing. <laughs> yeah, I've heard of stuff like that. <laughs> well, I was had uh, John Zaffis on. He's uh, uh -huh. the haunted collector. Right, right. And while we were talking, he's talking about how was like his grandfather died, and he had this really weird encounter. And the phone rang right in the middle. I was like. If that's your grandfather, <laughs> hold it up to the microphone, please. Right. Well, we were just shooting this, this the, the reality TV show I was telling you about. What's it called? Uh, Breaking Darkness. Okay. And we're at this spot. and I, I So basically, I act as the host and then the investigator for – it's a two-team format. I really can't explain too much about it, but it, it's it's as unique as a paranormal reality TV show can, can be, be right. at this point. Um, and I asked the woman, do you feel like – and it was Brother Willard. Brother Willard is still here. And she's standing behind these old gothic-looking doors. And just as I'm saying that, the caretaker opens up those doors, but then doesn't come out. He just opens it up, and it shuts back. And I was like, oh, that was perfect. <laughs> perfect timing. Obviously, we can't use it. Right, you know, right, there, right. there's a lot of times where, you know, you hear stuff and stuff in the background, and I'm like, hey, we should use that. Can you sweeten yeah. that up yeah. a bit? Yeah. <laughs> but, so, you know, that's you, the thing. you got to stay authentic. Well, you, or you have to because now because it's hard for people to take it seriously a lot right. of ways when it's on TV anyways. And if you do try and mess with it, you're, you could be done. Right. And know? especially it comes out. So, you know, right. kind of everything we do is authentic. Well, let me ask this. You mentioned when you come into a place, it feels different. Right, what, right. Is it a, a tension? Is it an electricity? Oh, well, I, I can give you a good example. So there's a place. Um, it's in Cleveland. And... You, you know, it just feels thick. You know, you mm -hmm. feel, and, and the one thing that I, I can't, I can tell you too, is that you can walk into a building three times, four times, five times, and there might only be one time that it has that feeling. It doesn't, there's, I've, I've never really experienced a building that has a feeling of like dread or like thickness or, mm -hmm. hey, I need to get out of here. I think that would be like the way I would explain it. When you walk in somewhere and you're like, I should not be here. Mm. You know, it just makes you feel like yes, I, something's something's like consuming you. And you know, I have a story of one building that we went into that I've been there twice since. A second time, I took a bunch of professional athletes and we had fun, um, but they were very skeptical. And I always like to take skepticals, you know, skeptical people, which I can cover that after this story. But so we go into this building, 
it was off. Like I've been in hundreds and hundreds of buildings. I've been in hundreds and hundreds of most popular buildings and buildings that people don't know about. The most popular haunted uh, haunted buildings. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you know I've done some amazing. You know, I don't know if you know, like Dustin Perry from Ghost Hunters. We just did the Anderson Cooper show. We did a Halloween special for Anderson Cooper. And so we've done a lot of cool places, you know. But if it turns out like a lot of these places that are kind of under the radar and not known yet are just as good as the ones that are, mm-hmm. you know, not so untapped. Untapped. So we go in there, and I'm like, you know, I've been to places that, that they call Hell's Gate and they've got portals and all this stuff that people believe in. And I sat in there and eaten apples in a corner and watched and done nothing. But I go into this place, which has been. It's 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 a it's a kind of a known kind of not known it's a new you know discovery and I just I was like this is off <laughs> this this is bad something's bad here and I was with a couple people from my team a couple women and we go down we start doing investigating and I'm like I knew something was off mm. so we set up all of our cameras you know it's 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 a bit of a time consuming just to get our cameras everything set up um. And then even if I have people there filming it, I'm still in the production mode where I'm like, you need yeah, to move sure. on. You know, I, I have that mentality. Yeah. So we get set up and the lady next to me, um, we're doing our thing. We're doing a ghost box. I don't know if we're familiar with the different. Uh, the, the voice. So it's, it's basically a radio where it's, imagine a seeker scan button and how it just goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it's, it's essentially it's jammed or locked, so it never stops, and it goes at a higher rate. So it, it's, it's seeking and scanning the radio at like one-tenth of a second, so it's like a ch type of noise. Excuse the poor um, sound effects, but that's essentially what, what you hear. So it's like a white noise, and we're asking questions, and, and what it is, it's, it's, so it's like you get that white noise, and you're supposed to be able to hear stuff coming through. And if you're getting full voices or any type of words, there's no way that that can pick up the radio stations because it's scanning too fast. So you don't notice that until you play it back later. It all depends. Oh. So sometimes we review it and you, so you hear it. It's, I, I should have brought one up. I had it in my car, but it just goes, you know, it's like you're listening to your radio, but on a, sk- a scan that never stops. Okay. So you get like little blurps and blurps. So occasionally if it scans slow, you might hear like a number four from like a pickable ball game or something. So we're at, we're doing that. Nothing really is coming through, but it still feels awful in there. And I look to the left. The, the lady who um, was with me, her name is Nicole, and she is like hard-ass paranormal investigator. It, you, she, you would throw her anywhere, and she would just go for it. But she, she's not there. And I'm like, I, I, I don't get it. We're in pitch black, so you do the best you can. You know how you can feel someone's next to you, just if another human being's right. next to you? That per- she's not there. So we're still doing our thing. The other woman's on my right. 30 seconds later, I'm like, you know, we're, we're supposed to be filming this. Where, where is she? And I look down. It looks as if she's tying her shoe. And I'm, you know, bent over, grabbing onto her foot. Okay, whatever. You know, I'm like, my thought process is this is ruining the, <laughs> ruining the shot. Yeah, you know? yeah. So another 30 seconds go by. She's still down. I'm like, you know what? She's not tying her shoe. And I go down, pick her up, and... I wouldn't say like her face changed, but like, you know, when someone's like, you've never seen the expression, like, like someone's just look off. She was just off and she could not, she wasn't, wasn't talking. She didn't. And I'm like, all right, we should probably get out of here. Something's goofy's going on. And you know, she didn't know how to walk. So I had to pick her up and carry her with one arm, carrying her out. And then she starts talking and she is from the South and she has a Southern accent. All of a sudden that Southern accent's gone and she talks really fast swears like a like a a pirate and 
you know, there's no Southern accent. It's real slow, mellow talking. So why she, is that? Is she possessed? So I, I don't know. So it gets better. So we go up to the second, the second floor, which is the ground floor right. and there's a hallway and she keeps pointing to the hallway. You know, like when you're carrying like a, like a, a little child and they're trying to like point to get out and that's, mm. that's what I'm doing. So this is an adult. I'm like, dear God, you know, you, you know, stay with me here. And she's pointing down and she's like, I need to go to my offices. Keep in mind, we've this, we were only there for like maybe an hour previously. We never even really found out what was down in the different sections. So it turns out that is the former owner's where his office was. So she's like, I need to go down to my offices. I'm like, well, you know, this is bizarre. And so we get up to the second floor and they have like a little outdoor patio area. And she goes out there. She's still way off, faces off. She's looking out there. And she's like, the area's really gone down. Lately, I can't believe it here. We're going to get, you know, we shouldn't be out here because the areas, I can't believe how bad the area has gotten. Keep in mind, she's from not nowhere close to where we're at. She's never been to this place before. She's talking about how bad the area has gotten. For a moment, I, I, I do feel like I've never seen anyone get possessed or overtaken. I, I think possessed is more of like a uh, mainstream term, mm-hmm. but like overtaken by a spirit or some sort of entity. Mm-hmm. And that time... You know, you could feel it if you're at, you know, going back to what your initial question was, can you feel it? Mm -hmm. It was off in there and it somehow grabbed onto her and used her to communicate. It was bizarre. I've never. And then then how did it just went away? She she came, you know, came further outside, sat down. And as the time was going, just kind of came back to reality. And, And she doesn't remember it. Have you ever heard anything like that before? I've heard of it. I've always thought. Bull crap. Come on, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I still think that there's like, you know, thousands of stories. I'm like, yeah, you know, whatever. But I've, n- and at one point I had, I asked her, who are you? And, you know, she didn't respond. But now, you know, the, the name of the, the building was the owner's name. So like, if I need to call her occasionally, I'll just call and ask her for that guy. Because, you know, I do think, I, <laughs> I, I do think that was, a possession or an overtaking and I've never seen like that. And it ties into going into a building out of thousands of buildings and feeling it was just off. All right. There are some seriously talented luchadors in AEW and not all of them speak English, which can make putting together matches a little challenging sometimes. That's why I signed up for Rosetta Stone. I'm learning Spanish, amigos, amigas. See, already learning. Haha. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program You don't even have to learn Spanish, though, because Rosetta Stone has 25 languages, including French, German, Korean, Arabic, and Polish, and Japanese. That's what I'm going to do next. I spent a lot of time in Japan, and I still work with a lot of Japanese wrestlers at AEW, like Takeshita. So having a better handle on the language will definitely show in the ring. Communication is key. And learning Spanish on Rosetta Stone has been so fun and easy. They've got this true accent feature that gives you feedback on how well you're pronouncing words. Sort of like having a personal trainer for your accent. I'm using the app, but you can also do the lessons on desktop or laptop. I also like that I can download the lessons and do them offline, which is perfect for a plane. I can sit there on a flight and work on my Espanol. So don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Talk is Jericho listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash Jericho. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash Jericho today. That's rosettastone.com slash Jericho. Do it today.
Chris Jericho inviting you to the first ever rock and wrestling rager at sea. Picture this rock and roll, wrestling, comedy, live podcasting, all on the open ocean from October 27th to the 31st, 2018, from Miami to Nassau. I'm bringing Hall of Fame wrestlers, some of the greatest rock and roll bands on the planet, and putting the first wrestling ring on a cruise ship ever. Don't be a stupid idiot. Make the list. Check us out at ChrisJerichoCruise.com. Christ compels you. The power of Christ compels you. Talk is Jericho. So this is, you mentioned that you know you think it's bullcrap type of a thing. Like I said, once you how you discern it because this is what you do. So for, for me to say, oh yeah, it was all bullshit. But for you to say <laughs> that, other people might say, well, all the stuff you do is bullshit. Right, and that's what I. That's just me. I think that's a natural response to it. Mm-hmm. But you never. You always need. You need to keep an open mind because if you don't. You know, see, I'm very skeptical and I've always been very skeptical. So, you know, when you hear a story that might not be what you would consider to be, you know, normal or in normal paranormal, which is a weird yeah. kind of a thing. Anomaly, but, right? You know, Oxymoron. You, it's kind of like any a human's first instinct is to be like, wow, that's, that's, yeah. that's weird. That's hard to believe. Yeah, that's hard to believe. You know, but I've never, I believe every story until, you know, it's been proven not right. because it's, you really, you can't because there's things that happen to me that I'm sure people are like that story right there with, you know, even though we have some of it on video, people are like, Oh, it's staged. You know, yeah. that's why even when you do your, your reality TV stuff, there's, there's stuff where people have gotten touched and scraped and people are at first indication. They're like, crap. Yeah. Yeah. But they, no one's going to believe it because no. it's on TV. Right. Right. Yeah. So, but in reality, you know, it actually happened. So it's hard to weed that out. That's why when we do our stuff, we like to do like the ghost box and you know, the, there's, these things called REM pods, which is does electromagnetic. Basically, there's different versions of it, but it does static electricity, and if it heightens that out, it will go off. You mm. know, so we like the ghost box, but just because it. Keep in mind, we we live stream, and we also you know do the TV stuff, and you know that's more. See the, the live stream thing would be like you got to put in some time on that because you could watch for eight hours and not see anything. And we have a following now, which is crazy. Like we did a live stream three weeks ago and we ended up, we reached over a million people with a wow. live stream and, and what, what they do. And it almost baffles me is like, we can run it. We, we, we went to eat and we were like, okay, guys, we're, we're going to eat. Here's a ghost box. Here's a REM pod. We're leaving it running. You guys, you know, pay attention to it. Let me know. Right. And we're sitting there at the restaurant and it's going to like 500, 700, 800. Like all these people just sitting there just talking about it. And we're like, this is unbelievable. Just watching. Did anything happen on that particular stream? Yeah. There was some ghost box stuff going through. You know, and that's, it's funny because I, I, at first when I became accustomed to using the ghost box, I didn't really love it. But now I, I, it's hard for me to think something, I, I have to really, being skeptical, be hands on. And with that radio scanning through so fast, when it goes, and I, the kind that I use, there's different kinds, but it, you can see the display. Right. So, you know, like it starts at 6.70 a.m. and goes to like 14.10. Mm-hmm. There's no way through that period that you should be getting a one singular voice going all the way through. And we've had things where we've had complete sentences. and Like what? Okay, well, here's a good one. And I, I guess I'll, I'll use it even though I – but our, our last thing was self-produced, so it was fine. Um we were in a prison that was the 
one of the worst prisons. Is it the one in Louisville? The, the one here in Ohio. Oh, so we're at Ohio State Reformatory. Because there's that one in Louisville, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so this is okay. So, so Ohio, I've never heard about the one here. In Ohio. Ohio State Reformatory. Because um, you were saying it's like 45 minutes away. Yeah, you, you're trying you, to you should you should have done it. It's yeah, if, I had too busy of a day, and plus I'm scared. So no, it's great. It's it's, the, it's one of the best places, and and it's nice because it's only like an hour and 15 minutes for me. It's like maybe an hour from here, 45 mm-hmm. minutes. It's where they shot um, Shawshank Redemption. Oh, okay, so it's a big place. Oh, it's it's yeah. yeah. So if you've ever seen that movie, it's like castle. It's like a fortress. Mm. So that's where we shot our initial pilot for Breaking Darkness, and you know we're walking through, and we get the like our, our walkthrough. Basically, we get like firsthand experiences, encounters from other people, and they're like, "You got to go down to this area. You know, this is where they're gonna attack you, talk to you. It's, it's a solitary." So the same woman, um, she's kind of like my the co-star in the whole thing. So we go down there, and we're using the ghost box. So it's scanning, 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 and it, it scans so fast that 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 horrible sound effect that made before is actually what it sounds like. The that's just how fast it scans. Yeah, and occasionally you'll get like like a little blurbs that maybe sound like yes, no, four, you know. So so you get like a little bit, and. We're we're down there. We're in solitary, and I said, you know, hey, is there anything else you want me to know? Because you know, this is boring. You know, you guys aren't talking to us or whatever. I don't believe in like provoking, but when we're in solitary, I think there's a little bit more like, right. hey, hey, you know, hey, you're in you're in solitary. Obviously, you didn't you weren't a good criminal, you know, stuff of like that. You know, you kind of <laughs> yeah, yeah. you do it up a little right. bit, and you know, I was like, well, you know, is there anything else you want to tell us? And and it comes through, yes, punk, and I was like, okay, that's that's interesting. And I was like, all right, well, then lay it on us. And it, it, so keep in mind, it goes that fast. And it said, we want to have sex with her. And I was like, I was like, oh, this is fantastic. <laughs> that was my first response. And, and Third of the wolves. Yeah. I'm like, well, that amazing. And, you know, the camera guy's laughing because we have, you know, our format, our camera guy is allowed to kind of like interact with this too. We use an experienced ghost hunter as our camera guy. Um, and he's like, then we just start laughing, you know? And I was like, okay, you know, that's pretty interesting because right. it goes back to our initial conversation with our, our guide. who's like, you bring the women down here. It likes to mess with the women. So we keep talking a little bit. I actually tried to leave her there. I, I was like, you talk to me more. I will, I'll leave her, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> whatever. And so within like another minute and a half, I'm like, all right, we're, we, you know, again, this is, we're getting nothing. And we, I got the longest sentence I've ever gotten in my entire life. It basically told us, it said, we want you to leave her and we will take her in the basement and we will have sex with her. So keep in mind, to me, that's, that adds validity to it because you have a theme of taking the girl and having sex what with her. What was she saying? She, she was kind of dumbfounded, but yet playing along with it because, you know, it's almost like one of those old detective things where they get the guy on the call, yeah. and, you, and you're like got the, the the tap on it. You want to keep him on the line as long as you can. So she's kind of facilitating it to try and get more. Yeah, like come on, boys, you right, know, right, like, right, stuff right, like right. that. So who go, was, who's the girl? Uh, her name is Nicole. Nicole, okay. And she goes um, Nicole Novell. Okay, and she she's fantastic. Um, she's part of all of our production. She actually going just a quick backstory is I, I had fallen and broken my hip and she took over and ran live paranormal for like three or okay, four months so while I was, to, right so, so so nicole was trying to facilitate so what happened so basically um we just that that was pretty much it that was the end the end all is That's you pretty know crazy though and, and and she's holding like these the the meters and the meters are rising in temperature and stuff as she's holding them and what's the meter 
doing? Just right. So it it, 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 it gauge, gauges like temperature and like electromagnetic uh, forces and fields and. So what? So when a, a ghost, for lack of a better term, when an entity or whatever it may be right. comes into the room and comes in contact with one of these scammers, scanners, does it get hotter, colder? It, it all depends. And, and to be honest with you, like there'll there'll be people who base a whole investigation based on like these these K two meters that read you know read stuff and then there's other that basically will we'll just go through a whole investigation that way and to me it's just lights lighting up or the temperature's going up or down but really you know how is it's manipulated some way but it's, it's hard to an anomaly um from what's going on before, correct right so like you know that's a mel meter and a mel meter will read that and then also read the temperature so i've seen them go from like we've been in an investigation and gone from 70 degrees to 78 degrees down to 55 degrees what makes that happen you don't know but i think at the end of the day when you're dealing with like a ghost box or something that is more visual and more audio you know like these rem pods that go off when you there's antennas that if you come and touch the antenna you come within a, a force field of the antenna that they'll, hmm. they'll light up you know stuff like that is very eye appealing so i think it's hard it easier good, yeah. it, it looks good but with like the ghost box and stuff Getting responses to the questions that you've asked, it's hard to discredit that. Hmm. You know, and I was even back at Ohio State Reformatory three weeks ago, and I and I and I don't even under, I, I guess the the odds are it could have said Trump. I asked who the current president is, and within two seconds, it said Trump, loud and clear, hmm. to the point where we had showed it to ten people, and all ten people was like, "Yeah, that clearly said Trump," and it was answering my question specifically in a non yes or no. Fashion. fashion yeah you know so you have i said you know i i don't know how this all works because i really don't right you know we're in the shower room and are there altercations is there conflicts you know in the afterlife and the answer back was yes fights and so you know you're getting direct you're getting answers to your question that's not just like, on, on top of yes or no because right, right, you know right. checking the box the right. magic eight ball right because if you you're still scanning the radio, so you're still hearing a little bit of voicings voices, so you could hear yes, hmm. in my opinion. So if you, you want to hear yes, you can well, hear yes. Well, yeah, I mean, this is, I'm sure is quite suggestive as well. Right. It's like you know uh, when you hear I buried Paul at the beginning of Strawberry Fields Forever, and it was turns out he was saying cranberry sauce <laughs> in slow motion. Cranberry sauce. He right. said I buried Paul, but but when you're talking about some of these actual things that you're seeing and, and feeling and hearing. What do you think a ghost actually is? That's a good question. And, and I, I've sat through many lectures. I, I host an event and I have people come and do lectures. I, I do lectures. You know, I, I'm on the, though mine is more mainstream. So like I do like the Comic Cons, like the Wizard World Comic Cons right. and stuff like that. Because back to bringing it more to the mainstream. Well, like you said, people are super given and super into it as well. Right. So, but back to the question is that, I, I don't know how it works. I don't know how they can manipulate the devices. You know, there's certain devices that I physically need to touch. And I'm saying, hey, can you come touch this? But do they actually need to come touch us or can they just manipulate it somehow? You know, do I think there's an, an afterlife? And I think that's what a lot of people have a question for who are interested in this. I do. I, I don't know necessarily what they are. I think it, it is specific on the location. You know, I think there are different types of entities. I, I do think there might be residual energy that, you know, just happens every night or at, at the same time. Um, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of statistics and a lot of investigating that is based around things that happen every night at the same time. You know, 
why that happens, I don't know. When you're talking about the hospital, you know, in Ohio, and there's the one in Louisville, and I know one of the things, and I'm sure you remember what the one in Louisville is called, I don't, uh, or in Kentucky somewhere. It's Trans-Allegheny Lunatic Asylum. That apparently like, during the Civil War, there was a lot of death there. There was very, a lot of sick patients with the different plagues or whatever, so there's right. a lot of that kind of aura. I know I did a, um, a pilot a couple of years ago in the Bridgewater Triangle, mm-hmm. which is around Rhode Island, Boston, where there was a big war, King right. David's War with the pilgrims and the Indians, where 5,000 people died, butchered, and that kind of negative energy there. What's the energy in the Ohio hospital? Now, that's it's interesting because that was also used during, I believe, the Civil War. And so they, they had soldiers camped out in that general area. But you're also... That that place is like that was the the state prison. So and, and they have some weird stories. Like the guy that created the electric chair, his it was his creation. Wow. Later on, he had killed somebody and died in that electric chair. You're kidding me! <laughs> so, the irony. Yeah, that go figure that out. So don't right. you gotta watch what you do, I guess. But <laughs> but there, I think it is inmate based. Um, Evil people, so to speak. Yeah, bad people. yeah, bad people. Maybe people have not wanted to go. Wanted to you know still have un unfinished business that, you know, that's super cliche on what hauntings have always been as people who have unfinished business, but, but it, it, it came from somewhere, you know? So I think that that kind of stuff does, Hmm. does happen. And I think when you go into a place with, where there was a lot of negative stuff happening, you know, I don't know why they would stay there. Mm -hmm. You know, that's why I, I've, one of my, my good friends, Chip Coffee, he's a psychic medium. Um, when he does his thing, he's like, you know, the last place you're going to catch me is at a graveyard. So I don't know why people are scared of graveyards because who's going to go hang out at a graveyard? You know, he's going to, he's like, you're going to catch my ghost over in like the Bahamas. You're not going to, you know, so there is some thought process that was like, why would you, why would a cemetery actually be haunted? Because who's going to go sit with their body? You know, if you can, if you like go sit with their, their, their body, you know, it's like, you know, you would probably, if it was up to me, I wouldn't go sit at a cemetery. I'd go yeah. do a million other things. Right, right, right. Yeah, I don't want to make the list because probably there'd be a lot of inappropriate. But <laughs> yeah. you know, go to the women's change room, or right, whatever, right? Number one. But <laughs> I think that it, it is specific, and it is interesting to location-wise and why they're still there. Mm. You know, because even if you if you were bad, do you still feel as if you're you need to be punished? You know, if you do, you need to stay there. Do you feel like mm. you know? I don't know what the thought process is. Obviously, why they remain there? Are they not? Are they trapped there? You know, I don't. Mm, right. You know, is there something there that's they greater that, that's holding them there? Right. You know, I, let me ask you this: kind of moving away from from ghosts for a second. You mentioned you know, live paranormal sure. has a lot of other different types of genres, shall we speak? Sure. Throw out some other type of uh, of of areas of the paranormal that, that focus on, on at live paranormal and some of the stories behind it. Like UFOlogy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we'll go to different like MUFON conventions and stuff. And Do you have any UFO stories? Strange things. For me, no. I mean, from some people involved. Oh yeah. We've had, um, we've had like really cool guests on like, um, you know, the guy from the fire in the sky, Travis Walton, mm. the, the whole movie was based on his story. What was that about? Where he was out camping with a couple of guys and was abducted. Uh, it, I forget it was like a an early eighties movie. Yeah, movie. I remember what happened in it. So he was abducted. Yeah, and then somehow brought back and then time lapse and the whole. It's it's not exactly my realm, so I right. you know I don't. Those stories too. This whole skeptical thing, right around to being skeptical, always comes back because there's. But I've had that before. I've talked about it on this show a uh-huh. time lapse. 
Right. I remember one time I used to go to my friend's house. He lived in one farmhouse and I lived in another and it took about an hour to get home. And one day I left at like two in the morning and got home at like 6 a.m. and have no idea what happened. You know, it's interesting stuff like that. I wasn't and, drinking or anything. Well, that is interesting because there's a story that I tell that – see, I, it's weird because I've – obviously in my profession or second profession or however, I meet a lot of like psychics and psychic mediums and they always want to tell you your story. But there's been people that have – you know, psychics that have told me, you know, something – there's been alien activity in your life. And, you know, and I can remember one time when I was little, I woke up behind my bedroom door and I have no idea why or how. I just, I woke up and I was, you know, like, if I were to go lay behind your door right there, yeah. that'd be how I woke up. I had no history of sleepwalking, nothing. And I thought it was really weird at the time. And I might've been like four or five years old. I'm like, wow, that's really bizarre. You know, I didn't really mention it, but there was like that time that, you know, I don't know if it was, I don't have any sense of time at, you know, I don't think I even could read a clock at that age, but yeah, you know, but, but maybe that's that, one of the it reasons was why the most so bizarre. I remember know, one time when I lived in Knoxville, Tennessee, I put a magazine down, went upstairs came back down and the magazine was gone and there's no one else in the house. No one came in, no one left. It was literally right. five minutes. And this once again, no alcohol, drugs, whatever. I don't right. know what happened to that magazine. I don't know. Sometimes things happen that we can't explain. Oh, definitely. And I think, you know, if you can embrace it, then yeah. Yeah. And be open to it. Well, then. once again, I say this quite often, you'd have to be real egotistical and real close minded to think that there's nothing else out there. Oh, yeah. uh, that there's no afterlife that, you know, when it's over, it's over. All that type of stuff um, seems very, like I said, very narrow-minded to me. Definitely. And that that's the best part is when those people come to like our events or our investigations. Because a lot of times what we'll do too is we'll do we'll go rent out in a uh, location and then we'll sell like tickets for people to come and, you know, get the ghost hunting experience, which is, you know, a good side business. But yeah, it's also fun because you have people who come that are completely skeptical or you find someone who's skeptical and you're like – you you know that you can take them somewhere and change their opinion, and I think that's the best part of it. I love tell me, that. Tell me about that. Has there been some uh, skeptics that? You've oh yeah, oh, oh yeah. I took a whole whole group of uh, Cleveland Browns players. Um, where my office situated. Talking about this earlier. Yeah, right? yeah, and this is the same place. So this place is, and I'll just I'll just throw it out there. It's called the House of Wills. It's um, a very interesting, and I know the owner real well, so he'll probably appreciate the plug. Yeah. But it, it, it's that house of wills. Wills. So it was a funeral home, the Wills family funeral home. Um, it was the predominant African American funeral home in downtown Cleveland. It's when Martin Luther King did his walk downtown Cleveland. He started it, you know, right through. It came through there. So you go in there, historical place, and in the attic are the original signs that they carried, the picket signs or whatever you would call them. The the protesting signs and stuff. So the history is fantastic. Now, one of the, um, he's now a former player and, and that's kind of, I didn't think they should have cut him anyway, but he kind of organized, he was, he's really interested in, in ghost hunting, all pro tight end, you know, big guy, whatever, but he's, he's very skeptical and he, but he embraces the paranormal and he brought the whole entire wide receiver crew out to the house of wills with us. And we did an investigation and these are young kids, you know, these, these, especially the Cleveland Browns is, are the youngest football team in, I mean, in NFL. So these guys are like fresh out of college and they're, you know, they're coming in there, they're loud cars and they're, they're coming in there. Like, <laughs> you know what, this, this is, this is interesting. You know, what is this place? Where, where are we? Right. You know, we're, what are we doing? we're, what, they, they knew what we were doing, but they, 
you know, blew it off the magnitude of this place. And this is the place where the possession happened. So wow. it's all coming full circle. <laughs> right, why right, we're right, right. why we're going back there? Because the guy the guy was like, "Well, I'm a skeptic. Where can we go that you know you think is really great?" And I'm going back to the place where I saw the possession. I'm like, "That's the place we got to go." So these guys all come in and we're walking through. And as we're walking through, you know, they're all kind of like doing their own thing. And as we're walking, you notice they're kind of like getting real close together. You know, they're, they they went from being 10 feet, 20 feet apart to like, <laughs> we're like almost like a walking huddle. My, my daughter plays soccer. Do you ever see like the little girls play soccer? And yeah. Like yeah. Together. It's like, look, he's playing hockey too. They right. just follow the ball together. <laughs> that, that's how we were. Yeah. That we were, we were, we went from, you know, everyone being cool, doing their text mm-hmm. messages and stuff to like, a huddled group. Was there something that happened or was it just the feeling? It's the place. Yeah. <laughs> so we go up there and, you know, it's, it was uh, originally built by, let's see, in the, by the Germans in their early um, teens. And it was, it, it was used for, was it, it's not the, uh, the Masons. So it was like a, a Mason. Then it went to a speakeasy and stuff. So it's got like these grand, it's just elaborate. It's like the most elaborate funeral home you would see, so you, they had a balcony seating. And so we walk up on a balcony, you look down into it. And the, and the kicker on the whole thing too is the, the guy who owns a place now, he's also head of the satanic church. So he has a lot wow. of, a lot of his relics and stuff are in there. Really? In this place? Yeah. Yeah. Who's the head of the satanic church now? Eric Freeman. And it's for, for Cleveland. He owns his own satanic was it, church. Was this and, like, was that Anton LaVey type stuff? Yeah. In, or Alistair Crowley? Yeah. Yeah. No, it was LaVey, LaVey type right, thing. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't. He he runs the church. I think in my, like a a chapter. I don't know. I, I don't know how it all works. Mm-hmm. But so on top of it, you have some like crazy sculptures and stuff. You know, some some that well, are. Well, the like, satanic church too is not about like sacrifice. Sac- it's more of like believing no. in the earth and that sort of a thing, isn't it? Right. It is. It's it's about self empowerment. I gotcha. believe. You know, like it's about what, and it's and the funny thing is, like you know, you people have like a yeah, you're a, saying a, this, you're a, killing you're, babies. Yeah, and, and yeah. it's this guy's like the most down to earth. Gotcha. You know, guy ever. But he owns a haunted. Yeah, and he, he owns. He lives in there. He, he lives. In <laughs> of course, stuff. he does. Right, yeah. and um, you know, my kids are in Catholic school and stuff. So we're it's, mm. it's, it's, it's two worlds differently far right. apart, but we we get along because and he's the nicest guy, um, little kid and stuff. And mm-hmm. but so he, you know, he does have like some different like sculptures and stuff that you would not particularly see like in a house. So you have these young kids coming through who have the perception of satanic stuff on top of being in a haunted spot you know so like i said we're all starting to get huddled up and you know but they're all skeptical and we go down into the place where we had the activity where the where, where the possession actually was we start doing you know a ghost box session kind of coming through kind of not and it also depends on the reception you know but this was in a winter so it was a crisp night um we got decent what's this place called house of wills oh the house of wills is so, the name of the the, the, the hospital the, it's so it's a funeral, funeral home, home. Yeah. yeah gotcha gotcha so you know, we're getting a little bit of stuff, mostly nothing that I can find concrete. You know, to me, it's got to be in your face, you know, like we had at Ohio State Reformatory. Obvious. Yeah, obvious. Um, so I'm like, well, let's try something else. We're, we're, we put out the REM pod, which is has it's like a circular thing that goes off if you come close to touching the the antenna, um, which you have fun with too because you can be like, touch it, touch it, touch it. You know, yeah, it's, it's great. Um, <laughs> but you can use it for like direct responses. So can you come and make that go off based on this question? So we have, there's, there's 10 of us around a circle. We have it in the middle. Nothing's going on. Guys are going back to texting or whatever. And, and to me, if you're an entity and you can understand, you have 10 guys in a circle 
are you going to like come in the middle of that circle and just start performing? Yeah. You know, that's, it's intimidating. Right. You know, I don't know who, you know, who would not be intimidated by 10 strangers, yet alone 10 Especially men, football players. Yeah, 10 yeah. men um, sitting there. So I take the, the device, put it in the far corner. Mike, is that better for you? As soon as I do that, bam, it starts going off. And then other guys kind of <laughs> look, these are skeptics, you know, young kids and they're, they're looking they're like, Oh, that's interesting. And I, I'm like, can you do that again? So it stopped, hit it again. And you keep asking questions like that. You know, this time, can you do it? But can you hold on to it? Or can you hold however you need to do it? And it, I mean, whatever I would ask it to do, it ask. It would do it. And, and, and then I would ask the questions like, hey, you know, are, do you know Mr. Wills? Go off. And then are you Mr. Wills? Nothing. <laughs> you know, so, you know, it was, and then all, you know, the skeptic, a couple of the guys were like, you know, my stomach is bad. I got to go. And, and, and we, you know, we just ate. And the other guy was like, you didn't just eat. <laughs> you know, so then, you know, we took a couple of them off. You know, we had to walk them out and escort them. So, you know, we, it's funny. We had these guys who are very skeptical who walk into a place and now they need to physically leave because the activity is going on. And, you know, we ended up with four guys out of 10 wow. staying the entire night. <laughs> and the most bizarre thing was, so we go in there, we're doing our, our thing. And, and the other guy just contacted me. Um, he sent me a message like, when are we going back? Because the season just started. Mm-hmm. And he went from being like semi-skeptical to like completely enthralled into. And he was one of the one of the guys that was like into it, brought his girlfriend. was like, oh, I'll scare my girlfriend or whatever. And now he's like, we need to go back there. And, and the bizarre part was is there's a show called Ghost Brothers. Ghost Brothers. Ghost Brothers. They were there that day. We're there at night. And it turns out, they used the REM pod in the same spot asking the similar questions and it was both going off when the episode aired. Mm. So it was like, we actually got our stuff validated by a television show because they were doing the same exact thing and wow. getting the same results. Yeah. You know, and then it, it was cool because we did like a, in our production, we do a phone, a psychic. It's kind of like a part of our, our gig. So we called the psychic up and we had the psychic going out and he was like, and I didn't tell him ahead of time. And I honestly didn't tell him. Yeah, so you're calling him to come uh, cold and what, Oh, analyze. I call him cold all the time because it wouldn't be fair. And it wouldn't be fair to, right. you know, wherever this, where, whoever is going to see this, it has to be authentic. Yeah, sure. Everything's got to be authentic in my mm-hmm. opinion. Absolutely. You know, even when we're doing a production, you know, we had the one, just a side note is we had a Hollywood producer come out and we're like, we want to take over and do your production. But, you know, I need to be on set and make sure you're getting the right angles and make sure you're getting this. And I'm like, you're blowing my entire credibility mm-hmm. because- it's the rawness of what we're doing is what I think people enjoy. Not the fact is, you know, obviously we're trying to get the right angles, but you know, if something's going on and we're in a cell, it's a six by six by, right. there's only so much you can do. Do you think sometimes on, uh, on, on some of the shows they'll add a sound effect or, or, or spice it up a bit? I, I think so. Yeah. Um, it's show business, right? Right. And I think that, and what they do is they try to make this, the scenery is, is you know, oh, yeah, I, yeah. I've, I've heard things where like the scenery has been one way and then they come in a scenery is different. Mm. And people are like, well, why is the scenery different? Like, oh, because X, Y, Z just shot their show here. Right. So they'll, you know, stage the atmosphere. Yeah. I don't think that, I don't, I don't necessarily know. And I don't want to make any claims. Is, no, there, no, been, is there been like activity that's been staged? I, I don't know. Um, CGI ghost. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> walking and waving and what? stuff. But I do, I do know that the atmosphere has probably been altered sure, sure, for sure. for TV. Have you heard? Sling TV offers the news you love for less. Hey, wait! You look and sound just like me. 
I am you. I'm the same news programs on Sling TV for less. You mean you're me, but for less money. A lot less. I'm all the favorite news programs and more on Sling TV starting at just $40 a month. Everything great about me, but for less money? Which makes me greater, don't you think? Get the news you love and more for less. Start saving today. Visit Sling.com to see your offer. Sling. Talk is Jericho. So with Life Paranormal, like, what do you want to do like, as far as to expand? Well, right now, we're, we're considered a top 300 Facebook streamer, which it is what it is. You know, YouTube was like the big thing. It still kind of is, but they kind of gone away with paranormal stuff. I don't know why they kind of been like blackballing some paranormal stuff. I've heard that, stuff. yeah. So when that was happening, and, and I am like, the big joke is my, it's weird because I, I run the website. I do all that stuff, but yet I always say I'm like technology is like way beyond me. Right. I, I call it the Facebook. You know, so I'm like, <laughs> you know, we're we're part of, you know, the Facebook Live. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's just me, my, my age. Like I yeah. think it's the interweb. Right. Yeah. I don't know how that all works. <laughs> but going into Facebook was probably our best, my best game plan because I saw it's kind of crumbling into YouTube, though it's still. I mean, it's it's gone down, but now because we kind of put all of our eggs into Facebook, now we're like, you know, we just did a beta testing for Facebook that runs ads and stuff, which it's may- the modern way of consuming TV. Oh, and there's actually that I was trying to explain to someone else earlier that there's actually people who are doing reality TV shows and streaming it on Facebook. That's how they're releasing their reality TV shows. Mm-hmm. That uh, yeah, yeah, of course. LeVar Ball. I don't know if you know from yeah, with yeah. him. Baseball, a basketball the, guy. The yeah. basketball guy. He just did his own family reality TV show, and he released it exclusively on Facebook. Right. You know, but in, in our genre, there's so many different people who do the ghost hunting and, and film it that they're all, always releasing stuff on Facebook. So I think in our genre, it's kind of difficult to break in that way. But with the live streaming, you know, you can run four hours, and we do the live streaming, and you know, it's probably the, uh, it's the best way to do it. Right, the right. best way to do it. And it's, and it's interactive. Mm. I enjoy the interaction. Sometimes we can interact because we're in the middle of an investigation or, you know, if we're filming for a specific purpose, I can, I still try to run the, the live stream, but we can't necessarily answer questions because then our production will be right. Sure, shot. Sure, sure. But we could have people, you know, viewing down on certain aspects of it or behind the scenes stuff. Let me ask you this, um, being that it's Halloween season, what are some of the scariest ghost stories that you've heard? Or like maybe not even experienced, but heard? Heard? Well, I, I always think that the craziest one that I've never seen and I've always wanted to see and I always say this, is it for someone physically to get picked up and thrown against a wall? Oh. You know, I think <laughs> if that ever happens, I could probably quit. Has that ever happened that you've heard? I've heard of it. Wow. And you know, I've heard of it not just on television because that's where you see it mostly. Mm. But I've heard of possessions – I've heard of like head spinnings and stuff like that. Like the head turning yeah. around? Uh-huh. Not not just from the Exorcist movie, but something No, actually. but like physically, I've heard um, that going back to uh, that gentleman, Chip Coffee, who's a psych medium, he actually has seen stuff like that. Or he's seen little girls that like, and he is it, his presentation, I enjoy his presentation. It's, it comes with a little bit of humor. And um, he's got this little girl who's three years old who's just playing on the, the floor. And he's like, how you doing, darling? And she looks up at him in like the deepest, darkest voice and's like, get out of here. You know, and I was like, right. that, you get know, out. yeah, I've, I've never seen that, but I've heard, you know, stories like that. I think things that kind of gotten to me is obviously that possession story I told you earlier. Um, there's a, just a, a lot of things when it comes to 
I don't know that's scary, but I'm also, I'm always uncomfortable when it comes to like little kids. Mm-hmm. I don't like any kind of like little kid stories at all. Mm-hmm. I, I try to stay away from it. If anyone's like, oh, this is where the little kid died or whatever, I'm always like, oh God, you know, yeah, but, right. but I've got a bunch of kids. So it's kind yeah, of like, well, that makes it worse you know, you, you don't necessarily want to, uh, you know, think that if your child dies, is a trap somewhere, you know, or doesn't know how to get there. So I never like the whole, like I've heard and I've experienced, you know, the mommy or daddy thing. And you're thinking, dear God, is that? really possible so not not to bring the dread part into the the question but i've had that happen that's probably like what affected me the most i was in this a building they were gonna knock down you're like do you guys want to come investigate it it's just a house and clear as day not even through our ghost so i shot we shot 120 hours roughly of film for our pilot and i watch all 120 hours because i want to see what's in there you know this house we're in we're watching ghost box ghost box listening to ghost box all of a sudden, clear a day, they're like, where's my daddy? And then daddy? And it's not in the ghost box. This was just something that we picked up in the in the camera. You know, and I was like, that really, like, hits you hard because you're thinking, is there something out there looking for their daddy? You know, right, you'd hate right. to think that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but and I know that's more, I guess, more depressing ghost mm-hmm. hunting story. I don't know if that could, that okay. could go for it. Well, maybe it, it was a trick. Maybe it's actually a demon. It, 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 it could be, and that's another thing. So, and and the, the other thing is, like, I don't think you understand the amount of messages I get on a daily basis in the live paranormals Facebook page that says, Hey, can you look at this? We have a demon because it's so highly publicized and highly marketed through Hollywood. Everyone thinks they have a demon. So it's like, like what are they seeing when they think they have a demon? Well, they'll saw in pictures. It'll be a picture of a mirror and you I swear it's just like a squiggly line. They're like, obviously we have a demon possession. We need you to come out and come out now. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> like well, you're a plumber right. or something, right? I think that we need to, uh, you know, evaluate the whole thing. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, do you do that sometimes? Someone calls you and you go to their place and find some merit to what they're, they're saying? Yes, mm-hmm. definitely. And I think that you, you go to a place and, I've been to so many places, sometimes the cities, this was in Pennsylvania and it was a, a century home and they were having paranormal activity and we went and documented it and we definitely got activity and responses and, mm. but you have to pick and choose too, because. Well, then what do you do when you find it? Just say you got it or yeah. do you try and get somebody to get, get rid of them? Or? I, and my recommendation is call, if you, whatever religion you are, go that route call your priest, call rabbi, whatever you want to do. I by no means think we can walk into a building and be like, hey, you got to go. Because who am I to go into a century home? Someone who's maybe died 80 years ago. Mm -hmm. They're attached to their house. I walk in and be like, you got to go, you know. They're going to think, oh, what the hell is this guy talking about? You know, so in your experience, have you ever, because now a lot of times it's not the house, it's the person that has an attachment no matter where you go. You found that? Oh, yeah. When we've even asked questions on the ghost box or just in general, and you know, the, we don't just use the ghost box. I brought it up multiple times today, but there's also when we do our filming, the audio and the video sources will pick up voices that you don't hear, mm. disembodied voices. And you know, you, we've asked, did you come with so and so, and or did you come alone? And we'll get back full response. I came with Chris. You know, that's why they're here. You know, attached to because they're attached to them for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know how you collect them, or you know, is it bad to go out and do what I do and you get attachments and stuff? When I leave a place, I've when I started early, when I started early. Someone's like, you know, you got to go in and say, hey, you need to stay here. Don't come with me. And 
occasionally I'll still do that if it, if I remember. <laughs> There's yeah, been times yeah, I'm like, yeah. shoot, I, or, you know, I don't know if you can swear or not, but yeah. I don't say shoot. I don't think I've ever said shoot, but you know. The next day, I'm like, crap, you know, I could have, I should have said, hey, you stay here, because that was pretty heavy in there, but. Last uh, couple of questions, we sure. went down, do you have a girlfriend, are you married, or girlfriend, or either? Yeah. The reason I, why I, I no, ask no. is, is it hard for you to to have, a, a, like, a date when they find out that you're <laughs> no, a I, ghost I, hunter? I, I've been married for, um, what, 13 years now? Okay. And she hates it. She, oh, she wow. just doesn't care. I'm like, hey, guess what happened? She's like. Whatever. <laughs> oh, so she has no beliefs. This is almost like, that's interesting to me. It's like when one person is like, let's say Jewish and uh-huh. the husband or wife is not. Right. So it, it, does it ever cause, like I know like with me when I went to, um, oh, I can't remember what her name is right now off the top of my head. Andrea Perrin right. from The Conjuring. Sure. I went and did the, the thing with her and she said, you know, I, they, they follow me. My wife's like, don't you come home with a ghost <laughs> attached to you. Right. I'm not joking. I'm like, oh, right. no, no, no. No, my wife's the same way. Oh, so she enough, believes in enough to go, don't have oh, yeah, yeah. attached to you. Yeah. yeah, I think what it is is she believes in it and she doesn't want anything to do with it. Right, right, right. You know, we have completely different different mindsets when it comes to it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's to her it's like... You just don't don't Do you mess ever with get it. people that kind of look at you side eyed when they find out that you're into that sort of thing. Oh yeah, I, I, yeah. I think so. I'm still hesitant in like telling people stuff, but <laughs> obviously, like you know, if it's I did like Good Morning Cleveland or something like that, and, <laughs> right. you know, I'm going in the office in Cleveland, and people are like, you know, you're just on Good Morning Cleveland. <laughs> it's kind of like, <laughs> but you know, what's hard. To, it's one of those things. Where it's like, yeah, I just on Good Morning Cleveland. Hey, by the way, what does this mean? Right. What does that mean? I just heard a bump in the night. You yeah, know, yeah. You become the expert. Oh, and that's what happened. So just a funny side story is in my day job selling real estate, what we do is on Thanksgiving, we give out pies. It's like to our former our former clients. And the entire time we come in there and people just talk paranormal. They're just like, you know, you you would think that yeah. some of these people are like not people that would say anything sure. about paranormal, but it seems like everyone has an experience. And once they find out you do it, <laughs> they, they they are kind of like – intrigued yeah and they're willing to share their stories right i would say that's more like 95 percent. i think in my i can remember like one person and i was like they're like well where were you this past week and why couldn't you help us and i was like well i was in lexington kentucky doing an event and they're like well, what kind of event and i told them and they're, they never called me again you know so <laughs> <laughs> the wacky guy that was like that 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 five percent chance yeah, that yeah, yeah they you know and, and it goes against some people's religions and mm-hmm. stuff so you really you know, it turned out they were very religious and they right. thought, you know, Wouldn't you were that screwing around with demons. And sure, stuff you become and, like a witch, right? Right, yeah, witch it happens. Uh, last question. What are the three most haunted places that you know of in the United States? I'm going to go with the places that I've been to. Okay, sure. The three most haunted places you've been to. Because the more, I, more than I think about it, if I start like going on someone else's... Uh, yeah, go on yours. The three most haunted places yeah, you've been to. Like I better. said, always authentic. Yeah. Um, I, I do like the Ohio State Reformatory. The which one? The Ohio, Ohio State, State Reformatory. It's in Mansfield, Ohio. Right. Um, I'd hate to say it always delivers, but I would almost say it always <laughs> delivers. You know, you'll like, always find something. You could you always, and it's it's not just like oh, I think there's paranormal activity going on there. It actually is like legit crazy paranormal activity. Um, every time I've been there, so I think you know that place is is good. Um, I'm going to go regional. So I'm going to go, there's a place that's, and there's another place that's about, I was actually thinking about it driving here. It's called Post Town Elementary School. And it's a former elementary school. It has very little past parent, like stuff of people dying or whatever. It's, but when, when you look at it from a historical standpoint, 
it, it's the most bizarre story. And I'm going to butcher it up, but basically on July 4th, let's say 1905, whatever, there was a massive train wreck right behind the school. And they used that land as like the triage. And then three years later on 4th of July, there was another massive train wreck. Like something you never would, like right. two awful train wrecks right in the same spot behind that school. And they used that area for a triage. Um, which could oh, be why then the school was erected. Like, there's never any kind of like kids died or yeah, yeah. You know, anything that once again the area had something. The land calamity happened. Did. Yeah. So I've been there, and it has. I've been there many times. Actually, I'm hosting an event there. Hmm. Um, and I'm not just saying because I'm hosting an event <laughs> there. I just thought of that. You know, hmm. it's, it's one of the the more positive activities that I've had was at the Post Town Elementary, and that's in Middletown. It's kind of like between Dayton and Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. And then just for the fact of that possession story, that, that House of Wills in Cleveland was kind of, you know, crazy. Because I'm an Ohio guy. I guess I'll stick with yeah. the Ohio. You got to write a book, Haunted Places of Ohio. It should. And I'm not even from Ohio originally. <laughs> I'm from Florida. So that's, yeah, where, yeah, yeah. that's where I grew up. So I grew up in South Florida. But, okay, yeah. you know, I, I relocated back in 94 uh, here. So. And now you're the expert at Ohio ghost hunting. Yeah, Uh, is this room haunted at all? I don't know. It feels nice. (laughs) You don't feel it feels good, right? I'm kind of tired. I'm I'm kind of envious to (laughs) you. Rob, it's great talking to you, man. I'm excited to uh, check out Live Paranormal and see all the uh, interesting creatures and delights that you have on there. Yeah, no, please do. And then also, by the time this this airs, you know, I I do want to promote ghosthunting.com because I just bought that and Mm -hmm. I just I just acquired that from. The previous owner was doing nothing with it, and it's actually the premium keyword in what I do. So Perfect, we're moving all our stuff into that. Look forward to doing it, man. Thank you. And now, Reflections with Raven. I used to hang a dream catcher in my car from the rearview mirror. That way, if I fall asleep while driving, I won't have any bad dreams. For more Reflections with Raven, listen to The Raven Effect on the Jericho Network via the Podcast One app or subscribe at Apple Podcasts. Raven's doing some stand-up on Chris Jericho's Rock and Wrestling Rager at sea. $150 minimum. Hold your cabin at ChrisJerichoCruise.com. $150. You can reserve your cabin today. We are setting sail next October 27th, 2018, over a year away. But if you book your cabin by January 15th, you'll get a picture of me with a list. You can even put your name on the list or your significant other's name on the list. Whatever you want to do, I don't care. Just come take the picture and come hang out. And not only can you hang out with me, you'll be hanging out on the ship all these incredible guests, including Jim Ross and Jerry the King Lawler, who are hosting the show, the uh, cruise. Mick Foley will be there. Ricky the Dragon, Steamboat, Ray Mysterio, Lance Storm, and Cyrus from Killing the Town doing a live podcast. Conan, Disco Inferno, and Shane Helms from Keeping It 100 doing a live podcast. Beyond the Darkness, Tim and Dave will be scaring the pants off you right around Halloween time. Uh, Raven will be there. Brad Williams will be there. He's so funny. He was on uh, Talk is Jericho last week. How hilarious was he? Ron Funch is one of the Premier Comics of the World will be there. Jim Brewer also signed on to do some comedy and play with his band. Uh, Jim Brewer is loud and rowdy. Busted Open Radio is going to be there. Fozzie's playing. Phil Campbell and the Bastard Sons. King, The Dives featuring Evan Stanley. The Dave Spivak Project. Speewee, you've heard him and his music right here on Talk is Jericho. Jim Brewer is loud and rowdy. Uh, the Cherry Bombs, the darlings of rock and roll. How about this? The world's best female ACDC cover band and Shoot the Thrill. The world's best Ozzy Osbourne cover band, Blizzard of Ozzy. And the Coup de Gras, Ring of Honor. 
presenting Sea of Honor aboard the ship. A tournament uh, matches will be happening in the middle of the ocean right as we are on sale, uh, at sale, in sale, whatever you want to say. And the winner of the Sea of Honor tournament gets a Ring of Honor World, Chev- uh, World Heavyweight Championship shot in the future. We're going to have a huge announcement on which talent Ring of Honor will be sending uh, on to Chris Jericho's Rock and Wrestling Rager to do the Sea of Honor tournament. That starts November 1st. I mean, trust me, we're kicking it off with uh, one of the biggest acts in pro wrestling today. That's right. Oh, yeah. You're going to hear that on November 1st. So, anyways, thank you so much. And thank you to the Killer Talk is Jericho sponsors for supporting this show and supporting me. Bear Mattress. Go to bearmattress.com. Use my promo code Jericho50 to get 50 bucks off your mattress purchase. DDPyoga.com. Go to DDPyoga.com to take advantage of the exclusive offer for Talk is Jericho listeners. And to True Car, save time, save money, save peace of mind. Go check that out now if you want a new or used car. Thank you for listening. Keep listening for the 60 Deccan AP News headlines coming up next. And next Wednesday, it's huge. Episode 400 of Talk is Jericho. Only one guest big enough for this monster episode. The man who played on the monster record, Gene Simmons from KISS. That's right. Gene Simmons will be here for the second time as the 400th guest on Talk is Jericho. And we're going to talk all about the biggest box set in history, Gene Simmons Vault. And trust me, it is worth every penny. He is going to be here on Wednesday. We'll see you then. In the meantime and in between time, stay hard, stay hungry. Peace, love, and hugs. And a big happy, happy Halloween, 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 happy, happy Halloween, Silver Shamrock. Happy, happy Halloween, 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 happy, happy Halloween, Silver Shamrock. It's almost time, kids. The clock is ticking. Be in front of your TV sets for the horathon. And remember the big giveaway at nine. Don't miss it. And don't forget to wear your masks. The clock is ticking. It's almost time. So what kook are we moving tonight? Michael Myers.